Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Coaching isn't that hard. No. I, it doesn't feel like it is. Like, I'm going – I coach – I coach my daughter's basketball team. <laughs> right, and I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying 12 and under girls basketball is the same as the NFL. It kind but of knew, implies you are but, a little bit. But we won the title last year. We literally didn't lose a game. And you know why? Because when it came down to crunch time, I'd be like, Josie, you got the ball. Everyone get the ball to Josie. Because Josie's our best player. Aaron Josie, your best player. Free Aaron Jones. Anyway, I'm at running free back Josie. 12. Yeah, free Josie. Right. <laughs> Josie's not afraid, though. No, yeah. Josie is free. She's yeah. running free. Yeah. And Josie's my it's... tallest girl. She was great in the paint. Yes, we fed <laughs> Josie. Yeah. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Happy Friday, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry and... Denny Carter in the house. Denny How about Carter that? in the house. Uh, free Denny Carter. Jay Crouch. We have free Denny Carter. We've gotten rid of Jay Croucher. Yes. We're going to need you uh, to speak Australian and uh, ruin movies for people. I'm going to as well. Uh, Stephen, can you show the photo? So yesterday we were just talking about good coaching. Right. And the importance of good coaching is just get the ball in your best player's hand. Yes. That's what I did with my 12 and under girls basketball team. We had Josie in the center. I had Sophia on the wing very fast. Here we are. I can't imagine this is, who Josie is. Can you, can you pick out which one Josie is? I'm going to go with the seven-footer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. By the way, so that's me and, and the two other dads that helped uh, help me coach. That, um, can you tell which one's Josie's dad? With the best on, 100%. <laughs> yeah. He's like six foot five there. So, uh, He's still got ten we, rebounds. We got, uh, we got two Samanthas, two Sophias, <laughs> Josie, Brooke, and Grace. Uh, there on the team, the Navy Seals. Awesome. Uh, and we won undefeated. We, uh, yeah, uh, Cheshire Girls basketball under 12. We won last year. And again, you know what I did? Again, my coaching philosophy, very simple. I got the ball in my best player's hands. This is too complicated for Arthur Smith. It is too complicated yes. for Arthur Smith. You Apparently know. Matt LaFleur as well. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, it doesn't feel like it's that tough. <laughs> I have hardware, Arthur Smith. Do you? All right, oh, I'm just saying. Oh, something to think about. It's oh, fair. Something to think yeah. about. It's if a coaching would, hierarchy. If you would way. like a if you would like a, a team photo of everyone holding a trophy and going number one yeah. at the end of the year, like I have, get the ball in your best player's hands. Yeah, if you want Bijan Robinson to have the trophy, you gotta give it to him sometimes. It's, Not all the time, but yeah, sometimes would be at nice. S- at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, occasionally we would use Josie yeah. or Sophia as a decoy. <laughs> but, no, but generally about, speaking, our best players touch the ball. It's all about the system with Arthur Smith. You know, you, you, you didn't have a system. Your system, oh. your system was just, you know, get the My ball My system to the was get players. the ball to the, the best but, girls but, on the team. But his system, everybody is a servant to the system in, yeah. in the Arthur Smith it, offense. It, it, it's insane. It's insane. 
Yeah. By the way, we, we ran a... I, you weren't here yesterday for this, but we ran a 2-3 zone. Oh, yeah. 12-year-old girls can't top a 2-3 zone. Well, hey, no. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, that's a great... That's a great scene. I'm just... It wasn't... It was a loud... It's also really complicated, I feel like, for It actually age. isn't. It actually isn't. Here's what you do. You say, all right, Josie, you're in the middle. <laughs> Sophia, you guys are on the wings. Brooke and Samantha, you're out there, right? You know, and just like you yeah. just stay here, right? Right, exactly. Space. You just hear this space crowded, and if they can drain, if a 12 year old girl can drain a 20 footer, God bless. Man, yes, yes, exactly. That, that, that's great process. You, you, the the zone is unbreakable. Did you ever press? Uh, so you, no, missed, you can't press. He he badgered the league officials asking if you could full court the, press, uh, and they said no, the only thing you can't do in this league is full court press. No, I didn't badger. I merely asked like, what let, the rules were. Let the girls bring the ball. Because I'm a rule follower, Danny. Oh, you you got it. You got to ask if you can press because the press, no, the kids cannot break. No, <laughs> no, we, we, no, we know. No. That. I mean, like, yeah, because I would have done forty minutes of hell. Now <laughs> yes. here's where we're going full court press the whole time. I would have, I would have done that, but no, no, no. Anyway, so uh, yes, yeah, so we we had the Navy uniform, so we were the Navy Seals. The girls came oh, up okay. with that name on their own. Awesome. Uh, anyway, and uh, yeah, we're the defending champs. We're the team to beat. The road to the championship goes through us. There you go. Unfortunately, Josie's in seventh grade this year, so oh. we, we, you know, we, you know, it's, it might be a rebuild. Did you hit free agency pretty hard? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's six, it's fifth and sixth grade. Oh, it's no. fifth and sixth grade girls. Yeah, unfortunately, it'd so. be interesting to see how many adjustments you make. Yeah, I'm telling you, like Sophia's the fastest kid in the town, so we're yeah, all right. right. We're, we're going to be a transition team. We mean transition right. offense. We're going to see what you're made of. Honestly, <laughs> yes. yeah. Now it's on the coaches. Yeah, yeah, of course. It was very player up a lot of X's and O's. All right. Listen, Denny's in the house. He's with us for the regression files every Friday, but it's even better that he'll be with us for what's on tap as well. Before we get too far, I think it's even better that Jay's not here. I, t- I knew you were going to drive oh, that point on. pretty hard. Come on. And Jay, Jay's not here to defend him. Jay's at Danielle's wedding, who drank free wedding. this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You and I got to keep the lights on. A thousand percent. So, <laughs> well, I will, and Somebody's got to stay behind. Here's the important thing, I think, that it is just to reference it. So it, it is uh, Danielle, who's an executive here at uh, NBC Sports and Rotor World, uh, specifically in fantasy and betting for the company. She does a great job, uh, unbelievable job for us. And so she's getting married this weekend. And so one of her jobs here at NBC is this show, is overseeing this show. So... Jay was invited to the wedding. So just so you understand that Danielle, whose professional opinion is, I've got to make this show as good as possible every single day. Took him out. She's like, basically, that show can lose Jay. Yeah, right, it's right, fine right. if he comes to my wedding. Matthew and Connor, somebody good you has to say. still be on the show. Right. Like, it doesn't matter if Jay's not there. That I is, like the spin I, of I this. believe that yes. is how... It wound up that Jay is at Daniel's wedding. And I you like and the I spin of this. And you're here too, Denny. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. I, I'm glad I wasn't invited. Yeah, you know? a thousand percent. I'm not even. I'm not upset. Yeah, no, no. That's I. That's what I assume the the lack of invitation from me was. <laughs> was just like I like you know that just like Danielle was just like happen. listen. You know, I'm very excited to celebrate my love in front of friends and family, but more importantly is that I keep my job. And if the show is you know not good. Go. Uh, then I might lose my job, but right. like I won't lose my job if Barry's there. It's a huge insult. Jay's there. Yeah, it's always fifty. We can't afford a bad Friday. No, you the fantasy football happy no. hour. No. So, although we may already be off to that start. So, so. Uh, <laughs> hey, real quickly, last thing here: uh, veterans drink free. Veterans yeah. drink free. Yes, they do. Clap it up for the veterans. Before we get too far, we want to wish all our veterans a happy Veterans Day tomorrow. You always drink free at the happy hour, and of course, our friends at Applebee's have you covered too. Applebee's is doing their part to honor those who have served our country on Veterans Day. So for the 16th straight year, all veterans in active duty military can enjoy a free meal this Saturday at your nearest Applebee's. Choose from multiple popular entrees and add to the over 11 million meals Applebee's has contributed. Great job by our sponsor, our partner. We're very happy to share the set with Applebee's. I wrote a little bit about this in my Love Hate column, which is available for free on NBCSports.com, RotorWorld.com. 
Uh, they were the first casual dining restaurant to ever offer this. And now there's a number of restaurants out there that offer something similar in celebration of our veterans. And when I talked to Applebee's, they said, we're thrilled about that. You know, most people are like, why are you stealing our idea, whatever? And they're right. like, the more people that want oh, to yeah. honor our veterans, the better. They love that it has become a thing. And so, again, I don't think it is possible to thank our veterans, past, present, and future, and their families enough. It is impossible to do so. So uh, it's very nice that, you know, it's a small token-based, uh, you know, uh, what what Apple's Meese is doing, and, and we're thrilled and we're honored to be uh, partners with them. And with that, we jump into the Roto World Player News. For all your Roto World Player News, go to NBCSports.com. And where else to begin rather than Panthers-Bears? Thursday night football, Denny, and boy, was it a barn burner. Led by Deontay Foreman, 21 carries for 80 yards, and most importantly, that touchdown. He also contributed two catches for 12 yards. We were wondering going into this game, Denny, how this backfield would shake out, especially with Khalil Herbert still not back officially playing with the team yet. And it was Foreman, not Roshan Johnson, that gets the bulk of the work. Obviously, they wanted that revenge game for Deontay Foreman against his former yes. team. But also, also Foreman had been the primary ball carrier. He was splitting routes with Roshan Johnson. So I, I, do, I do think as long as Herbert is out, it looks like he'll be back uh, next week, possibly. Uh, as long as he's out, Foreman is a, I don't know, top 15 option just because the Bears are one of the m- more run-heavy teams in the league. He's seeing almost all of the early down work, and he's seeing the goal line work, importantly. Yeah, I mean, to me, I think that's the – to the extent there is a takeaway, takeaway from last night, other than just, you know, <laughs> we're gluttons for punishment. Yes, sir. Uh, is that the touch count between uh, Deontay Foreman and uh, Roshan Johnson was 23-9. to nine. Right. right, And we saw Johnson only played 40% of the snaps. He saw that stat on there. But I think Foreman, who was a healthy scratch for much of the season when Herbert and Roshan Johnson were up, the thought was, oh, maybe that now that Roshan Johnson's back, is he going to retake this backfield? He's the rookie yeah. that they like a lot. And no. I mean, Foreman hasn't <laughs> seeded any work. And so I feel like 10 days from now when the Bears come back and we say goodbye to Teabag and we welcome back Justin Fields, it feels like Foreman will have a fantasy-relevant role. My expectation is it's going to be Foreman and Herbert. Yeah. And, John, you know, Johnson uh, will kind of go by the wayside. But who knows? Maybe Johnson replaces Herbert as they work him back in. But to me, the, the workload here, um, where he's now had back-to-back games with over 20 touches and over 80 yards rushing, mm-hmm. tells me that whatever the backfield looks like for Chicago next week, Deontay Foreman is going to be a big part of it. I, I agree, and I also think that him doing well, Foreman doing well over these past few weeks, could make it a, a kind of messy backfield situation, whereas Khalil Herbert, before the injury, was kind of fun for fantasy. He was yeah. running a lot of routes. He was seeing targets. The Bears were targeting the running back position at the one of the highest rates in the league. He was seeing a lot of the carries. Now, with Foreman pr- producing like he has... Uh, Herbert could come back to a scaled-back role, which is unfortunate for those who held on for dear life to, uh, to Herbert. No doubt. On the Panthers' side of things, not much, honestly. Adam Thielen catches six of his ten targets for 42 yards, yeah. which you know might be enough in your flex spot. Bryce Young, it just has not been a good rookie season for Bryce Young. And everything around him is bad, but in a vacuum, he looks bad as well. He just doesn't look confident. He's not comfortable for obvious reasons. Very and uncomfortable. His offense yes. doesn't have much in the way of playmaking talent. 
No, uh, I mean, there's Thielen and nobody else. Right. I mean, Jonathan Mingo, every game has 200 air yards and no actual yards. You know, you can't, can't feed your family with those air yards. I've tried. Have you? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that my, my kids don't like it. They, they want the real yards. Yeah, Con Edison doesn't accept that when you send the utility <laughs> bill. <laughs> so, that, so ex- yeah, yeah. that explains why I have all these notices. Right. And, yeah. and so, uh, so you have, you have Thielen catching, you know, these, these underneath passes, kind of a, what we call the PPR scam on the Roto World football show. Uh, and, you know, he's come through in a lot of ways. But this offense, this Carolina offense has become so dysfunctional of late that he can't get away with it every every week. And that's kind of unfortunate because he was really good for fantasy for a while. Yeah, I mean, I think your wi- your window to have sold high on uh, Adam Thielen has passed. So I think if you have Adam Thielen, you're still hanging tough. You like the fact that he's had double-digit targets in four of the last five games. He's had at least 10 targets in four of the last five games, but their upcoming schedule, <laughs> they're home to Dallas. Oof. They're at Tennessee in improving Titans defense. They're at Tampa Bay. All right, that doesn't scare you. Then they're at New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And at least because Thielen plays the slot, he'll avoid Lattimore. So, you know, up and down schedule. If there's a positive, they should be throwing quite a bit in the second half when Dallas yeah. got his, their they backups should. in. They should. Um, yes. Uh, that, that game could get ugly. Can, can I say something? Not could. Look, can, can I say, say something you about these Panthers You offense? say whatever you want. I'm going to say We're this. We're in a bar. Okay, look, yeah. look. You're the new Jay. This, for fantasy purposes, yes, sir. we need Andy Dalton to be the quarterback of this team right now. Because with, that, with Bryce Young, Adam Thielen is like a PPR wide receiver three-ish, okay? With Dalton, he's like borderline wide receiver one. Yeah. And because Dalton can run this offense. I don't Correct. know. Bryce Young's future, you know, may be better than his, his present, hopefully. But right now, he cannot manage this offense. I, I know. But that there's literally, uh, barring injury, there's literally no chance of that happening. I know. Yeah, you're right. You're but, right. I mean, because it makes no sense. They invested the number one overall pick. And if, exactly. And, and if, you're the, if you're Scott Fitterer, if you're Frank Reich, who are running the Panthers, you, what you need to do is you're like, we need to see what we have in Bryce Young. And if at the end of the year they don't think like he's going to make that leap, then they're going to be yeah. in a position to be able to draft a replacement, which would be insane oh, that, that they traded up for Bryce Young, man. drafted him number one overall, and then they would still go out and try to get Drake May or Caleb their first Williams. Pick. They right. traded it for Bryce Young. Oh, that's true. They don't have that. To oh, yeah. okay. the <laughs> Bears. <laughs> Maybe they trade it back. They say, we'll give you Bryce Young. <laughs> Give it to us back. Can we do a swap? I think, I think yes. they're stuck. Re- refund. I think they're stuck. No, it's, it's at least a two-year They got to roll them out. They yeah. got yeah. to roll them out there. The, Andy Dalton, unfortunately, even though he gives them, quote, a better chance to win at the moment, they need to see what they have in Bryce Young. The only other takeaway for me from this game uh, was just the backfield. Again, Chuba Hubbard does nothing. Miles Sanders does nothing. But the touch count was 11-4. to four. Chuba Hubbard to Miles Sanders. To the extent that you want a Carolina Panthers running back, and next week against Dallas, you probably don't. Um, or the week after against Tennessee, um, and honestly, the week after that against Tampa Bay, you don't yeah, love every either, week, right? Yeah, you know, sure. but at least the week after that is New Orleans. Actually, you probably don't want a Carolina Panther running back at any time Rest in the near year. future. But if you're in a deeper league, to the extent you do, it feels like it is still Chuba Hubbard. You know, yeah. there was there were thoughts that maybe Miles Sanders on a short week might get more work, and he didn't, Denny. Well, it would have been nice for, for me in one league to have Chuba Hubbard running those routes late in the game and getting those garbage time receptions because yes. Miles Sanders got, got those. Yeah, he's got a couple. So I, I'm interested to see the breakdown of routes. Uh, but, yeah, Hubbard is the only startable guy. Honestly, though, I think you can kind of ignore this backfield going yeah, forward. Yeah, a thousand percent. Like, like I, I feel like you, you had to be scraping bottom in, like, 14-team league. Yeah, as, and again, the, the upcoming schedule is not kind. They will at least have 10 days to prepare for the Cowboys. Let's look at the injuries we're tracking. Getting away from this game and into the weekend, Kenneth Walker practiced in full. He was dealing with a chest injury that kept him out in the early portion of the week, looking 
like good news for Kenneth Walker. Justin Jefferson with the hamstring, he's still not expected to play. He's limited in practice. James Conner, Zay Jones, and Jamar Chase, and Keaton Mitchell, all limited in practice. So keep an eye on those going into fantasy football pregame. A couple DNPs here that are very important. Damian Pierce and Josh Downs. T. Higgins did not practice. He's not expected to play now. That's big news for the Bengals' passing offense. Ruled out officially, and Nico Collins uh, with the calf injury did not practice. Barry, which one of these? Do, what's the what's the trickle effect, effect? I guess what we start with with T. Higgins. That's one that is a big deal. I, I, he, 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 yeah. I mean, you see it there in your bottom screen. He's already been ruled out for Week Ten on a week in which I have Joe Burrow as my number two overall quarterback and um, have him on the love list. Good, Fire uh, Trent Irwin, baby. Yeah, yeah. Good, uh, good times. Seriously, yeah. Trent Tr- 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 Irwin is actually, like, he's a good DFS if you're playing DraftKings, like yeah, he's yeah, dirt cheap sure. on DraftKings, but, yeah, also could be viable here. Uh, yeah, in 12-team league where you start, you know, multiple flex spots or whatever. I mean, Trent Irwin saw uh, 10 targets last time T. Higgins was out, and honestly, this T. Higgins injury looks to me like the kind where he'll miss this week and possibly the following week, hopefully no more than that. They're home to the Houston Texans, and Nico Collins is another one that's also concerning as well because the expectation here, like over-under in this game is 47. This is one of the higher games on the slate. We expect these are two teams that, um, well, Cincinnati's been okay running the ball. Houston's really struggled to run the ball, but neither defense has played great this entire year, and you expect C.J. Stroud and Joe Burrow to be able to move the ball back and forth. So if Nico Collins can't go, uh, that would be concerning, but very excited about the potential of Tank Dell in this one. And obviously, you know, Jamar Chase. But I do like I do like the Trent Irwin call for sure. Let's get into the regression files. Of course, uh, Denny is with us this yep. week. Usually, Denny joins us via his home studio instead. Yeah. Home studio. Listen, the regression files. And he dressed up. Look at uh, it. No, dre- no cardigan. No, no, no. no, no, uh, no the, great pum- the great pumpkin. Rolled up my sleeves and everything. Yeah, exactly. Look at you. You're fitting right in. Yeah. True professional over here. Listen, the players who are <laughs> overproducing or underproducing based on their workload playing time. An opportunity. You could read the regression files, of course, on NBCSports.com. But, Denny, let's start with a negative regression pick to kick us off here going into the weekend. Yeah, so this sounds weird because Gabe Davis is fresh off scoring zero points. And so how can he be a bad regression candidate? And right. my, my argument in, in this week's article is that things could continue to be horrible for him. This Dawson Knox injury, although Dawson Knox was not a fantasy dominator or even fantasy relevant, in this Buffalo offense has been terrible. His injury has been terrible for Gabe Davis. It's been great for Khalil, Khalil Shakir, uh, and, and it's been great for the rookie tight end, Dalton Kincaid. Okay, so Kincaid is basically the second option in the passing game now behind Diggs. Uh, I think Khalil Shakir is the third option. I think there's, there's reason to believe uh, Gabe Davis, who has been targeted on only 13% of his routes over the past two games, which is terribly low, uh, is now the fourth option in this Bills passing attack. And, you know, you can you can roll him out there hoping for a big play or two, and sometimes he'll give that to you. But I actually think, guys, that Shakir is a more is a, is a better, more reliable PPR option this week. I don't think it's crazy at all when you watch this Bills offense and you just look at how they consistently pepper him and Kincaid in the short area where Gabe Davis, we had some hope there, Matthew, once upon a time. Yeah, but now it's gotten away from that the last couple it has been, and throughout his career, he's been basically, he's been very touchdown dependent. You know what I mean? And, and I, I've always said with Gabe Davis, and I sort of feel the same way. I don't disagree. I think your analysis is spot on. I don't disagree with it. But I've sort of been with Gabe Davis. This has been my take for like a year and a half now. Is It's like you can't try to guess with Gabe Davis. 
You either always start Gabe Davis or you never start Gabe Davis. It's like That's 16 kind of true, when yeah. you play on Blackjack. We, we, you either always stay on 16 or you always hit on 16. And you just yeah. you can't be like, oh, the table feels hot or it feels cold or third base doesn't know what they're doing. No, no. You either always hit on 16 or you never hit on 16. And I feel like that's what Gabe – it doesn't matter who he's playing. It doesn't matter what he's done the game before. Right. You either always start or never start Gabe I Davis. I will say Gabe Davis has been shut down against man coverage this year. So if, if the defense he's playing – is playing a lot of man coverage, you might want to back off of him. But I agree, it is hard to say, like, the cycles of the moon determine whether Dave Davis is going to catch a touchdown. Yeah, because, I mean, the truth of the matter, because he could be doing nothing, but then late in the game, Josh Allen looks for him. I mean, he is somebody who gets a lot of red zone and end zone looks. and And so it's like, one of those things, it's like, nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, he scored a touchdown. And it's like, it's two for 24, but a touchdown. And so, you know what you're getting. You know what, you, you know what yeah. you're getting there uh, with uh, Gabriel Davis. Matthew, how about negative regression candidate for you? Yeah, you know what? I, I read your article, Denny. I, I, I scrolled over it. Um, Thank you. You know, uh, and the, and I'm going to be honest with you. Normally, it's bathroom reading for me, but I decided <laughs> to because week. I know. But, but you're here in person. I thought, you know what? I'm going to finish up, and then I'm going to go and wash my hands. Yeah. Cleanliness is, yeah, is next to godliness. Hygiene matters. Yeah. Um, and, then I, uh, and then I read it. Uh, and Gus Edwards is one that sort of popped out to me as well. So first off, and I gave the stat for, for love-hate as well, but just underscores what you're talking about here. Baltimore scored 27 touchdowns this year. 17 of them have come via the run. That's a 63% uh, rushing touchdown rate, which has been below 50% each of the last three years. Now I get it. Todd Munkin's their new offensive coordinator. But still, it doesn't feel like you don't pay Lamar Jackson over $200 million yeah. to just keep running. So I feel like positive regression is coming for the passing attack, which means uh, you're nervous about Gus Edwards scoring. And if he doesn't score on the ground, he's averaging under six fantasy points per game in games in which he does not get a touchdown. Browns allow only two rushing touchdowns this entire year two opposing running backs. So I just feel like we've been riding the Gus bus, if you will, and, and enjoying all the touchdowns. But I think negative regression is coming to him. 25% of Gus Edwards' carries over the past two weeks have gone for touchdowns. Okay? Like, I, I just have a feeling that can't, like, can't last. You know? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I think that's going to come back to earth. The, but the thing is, though, this is a Ravens offense that is really run-heavy in the green zone. And so you're going to have Lamar keeping it sometimes, Ooh. hopefully, uh, and, and scoring those rushing touchdowns, or he's going to give it to Gus Edwards, and he scares defenses. Lamar scares defenses right. into, into being in just freezing, you know, and waiting for him to take off. Gus Edwards faces some you know, good fronts. He uh, plunges into the end zone. So he has that role, which made me nervous to put Gus Edwards. He's the cover guy on this article. Yeah, sure. But, but he has that role. But he, like you said, Matthew, is entirely touchdown dependent. He's not doing anything else. Yeah, and, and also the, the other thing that's a concern here that isn't – there's not a numbers to this, but I thought Keaton Mitchell looked really good oh, yeah. last week, Great. and Todd Munkin coming out this week talking about the fact that he's earned more role. He's earned more playing time. Like, he was really impressive. Now, he showed up on the injury report. He's got a hamstring. He's been limited. But assuming he's good to go, d- does this – what was a two-headed committee, just Gus Edwards and Justin Hill, Justice Hill and Gus Edwards at the top of that – is this now suddenly a three-headed committee plus Lamar Jackson? In the first half last week, uh, Mitchell, Edwards, and Justice Hill each saw four carries. This is right. before it became a huge blowout against the Seahawks. So I think that, that you're onto something there. I think it could be a three-way committee. Yeah, so that's just that's another concern. And so, again, they, they get weird when they get into the green zone. And lately it's been all Gus Edwards. But, like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you could certainly see Justice Hill, who got some green zone stuff early in the season. Do they want to get the rookie some run? 
again, yes, Lamar, like, you know, yeah. bootlegs in and keeps it himself. Please, run so, more, please. Lamar. Yeah. Oh, my God. Lamar has been a – I had a question. This came up – I did a radio show yesterday. Like, I don't want to brag about that. No big deal. But I did a radio no show. I, I did – I called in. Um, called sh- yeah. Shout out shout out to my, my guys, Mason and Ireland. Um, Steve Mason was the first person that ever put me on the radio. 710 ESPN Radio in L.A. Nice. And so I have – I've literally done that show for 20 years. You he was keep the going. first guy that ever, um, ever let me do anything publicly. So um, love those guys. Anyway, but I did the show. The reason I bring it up is I did the show yesterday. And it's, you know, it's one of those, like, you know, start, sit, this or that kind of question. And so they call in, and some guy says to me, who would you rather start this week, Lamar Jackson or C.J. Stroud? Really? Which, you know what I mean? Like, well, come on, Lamar. And then you're like, well, actually, yes. uh, I don't know. Uh, and, like, right. Stroud has a great matchup against Cincinnati. He's coming off four sets. And by the way, Lamar Jackson, fantasy-wise, only fantasy-wise, has been really bad the last couple of weeks. Yes. As they've gone run heavy, it's been he all Gus Edwards. He hasn't done a lot. I mean, it's, he's had under 15 fantasy points in back-to-back games. And so, like, I was just like, that's not a crazy question. He's like, I'm sorry. I know this is a crazy question. I'm like, dude, that's not a crazy question at all. It's not. But Especially because you, you've got Lamar against Cleveland. I think you have to start Lamar. I know. Yeah, you do. Which is ultimately what I said on the air. But I'm just like, because like I rushing. said, it's, it, it's not crazy. Yeah. But... I have them pretty close to each other in the rank. Yeah, the no, I don't. I don't blame you for that. But yeah, I mean, Lamar's rushing obviously gives him a little more, a little more floor than C.J. Stroud has. I think on a weekly basis. But it's it's it wasn't. It's absolutely not a crazy question. No, it's not. Given the matchup against Cleveland and Lamar's lack of production and how much we like C.J. Stroud this week uh, against Cincinnati. And something we've talked about is the Ravens' schedule is about to enter brutal range, and that might pull out more of Lamar and more of him needing to be That's Superman again. Where. In the last couple of weeks, he hasn't. How about some more uh, positivity in yeah, terms let's of get the, happy. Uh, yeah, the positive regression, Denny? Right. I know you're staying in the backfield on this one. Yeah, Alexander Madison. Look, I, I've, I tried all season, guys, to not put Alexander Madison in this article because he's just so brutally inefficient, right? Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't help it. After this Cam Akers injury, he, he, he tears his other Achilles, unfortunately. Uh, he's now out for the year. We're going to see Ty Chandler probably be active on game day, probably be the RB2 for Minnesota. But, uh, uh, sorry, Akers had become an issue for Madison, especially in the red zone. Uh, over the past three games, Akers had 28 rushes to only 40 for Madison, and Madison's route running had come down a little bit because Akers had taken on that role. So without Akers, I think Madison sees more of that. Madison sees all the inside the 10, inside the 20 work for the Vikings. Uh, you know, you're starting him anyway. Where you drafted him, when the fifth round or whatever, you're starting him. You're not happy about it. But I really think that his touchdown scoring uh, should regress in a good way going forward. Yes. Uh, and I will say that, uh, you know, Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs is a downgrade from Kirk Cousins. But it is. he is, it, it is. But he is a competent quarterback who will elevate this offense mm-hmm. from what we were expecting. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a good thing that Josh Dobbs is there. And the one thing that I think is interesting is that Josh Dobbs is a lot more mobile than Kirk Cousins, and that should open up. We have seen this traditionally throughout fantasy over the last five, six years, even maybe longer. But the more mobile a quarterback is, the more it opens up the run game, like as you were just talking about with Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards. Like when you've got a mobile quarterback, off they, usually they keep a spy on that quarterback, so you've frozen a linebacker, and it just opens up running planes, especially right. if they're doing RPO really well. Kevin O'Connell's a pretty creative offensive coach. And so, um, whether it's this week or not, they, I mean, whether they've had you know enough time to in- install that kind of stuff, but I do feel like the threat of Dobbs is rushing opens up some lanes for Madison as well. And also, Dobbs uh, in Arizona checked down to his running backs and his tight ends a lot. So I, I do think that he can keep Hawkinson going. 
and uh, and then hopefully Madison can get in on that action, maybe four or five catches going forward per week. And right, and obviously, and you talked about. I mean, like brutal injury to Cam Akers, and so now it's now Ty Chandler. It feels like he has less competition in that backfield. Right. They don't like Ty Chandler. I don't know. No. You know, every right. every year we're like, okay, well, this is going to be Ty Chandler, and, and they seem to see him as a last ditch resort. You know? Yeah, he always has a good summer, and you're like, everyone's excited, yeah. and then he's not active. I, yeah. game and you know what's weird is, um, I agree with you, by the way, but NBC constantly calls me the Ty Chandler of the company. <laughs> last resort. Yeah, last ditch resort. Like, uh, Barry's got to like, be active today. I just, I was always just like, you know, I see the bosses in the hallway, I'm like, Ty Chandler. Yeah. And I'm always just like, ah, oh, thanks. And yeah. now I'm thinking about it. Oh, oh, they think of me as the last. Yeah, you, well, they, you thought it was because you're fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was fast. A little that I wasn't appreciated by, uh, <laughs> like, you know, Ty Chandler wasn't appreciated by the Jets. I wasn't appreciated by my former team. But, um, but maybe it's just last-ditch resort. Yeah. How about a positive regression pick for you, Barry? I want to be clear. Yeah, hold on to your butts here, people. So happy about this that. is um, This is... Not, I am choosing this not because I want to. <laughs> All right? Like, I shouldn't be choosing this. But the fact of the matter is, is that we're dealing with a situation where there is not rational coaching in Atlanta. And so Tyler Algier, you would think I'm going with Bijan, and I'm not going with Bijan. I should be going with Bijan, but I'm not. Because unlike me in my championship coaching with 12 and under girls basketball, Arthur Smith does not get the ball in his best player's hands. What he does do is get the ball to guys like Tyler Algier. And by the way, and I feel bad for Tyler Algier, who's a nice little player. He's, like, he's good. He's good. He's like he's a fourth-round rookie. He has made the most of what God has given him. Like, we like Tyler Algier. We just don't like him more than Bajan Robinson. <laughs> but we are not Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith does. Tyler Algier has out-snapped Bajan Robinson in the red zone this season, 26-12. to 12. Amazing. More than twice as many touches in the red zone for Tyler Algier than the guy you used the eighth overall pick on. But on those 26 touches that Tyler Algier has had, only three touchdowns. So the expectation here is that that needs to change in a positive way. They continue to use him uh, in the red zone and in, in the green zone as well. Um, teams facing the Arizona Cardinals, which is who Atlanta plays on the road this year, averaging over 26 running back touches per game. Mm-hmm. You're already starting Bijan, but I do think Tyler Algier, who made my love list as a flex viable play, I do think positive touchdown regression is coming for Algier. Arthur Smith uh, had several notable press conferences this week. And, <laughs> this and, year. <laughs> well, th- this week he's been yeah. in front of the press you know, more than the president. And, and uh, so he, he got in front of the reporters and he said, hey, look. But weirdly lower approval rate. <laughs> Strangely. Uh, Tyler Algier, he said, Tyler Algier is a good short yardage and goal line back, and we will continue to do that. We will continue to use him like that. So I don't think that there's any change, huge change coming. They might, they might j- just, to, just to get the reporters off his case a little bit, he might give Bijan Robinson one carry near, near the goal line, get him into the end zone, and say, here, I did it. What, are you happy now? Right. Um, but, but, but Algier is still the primary after, guy. After two John o. Smith sweeps yeah. don't work <laughs> oh, man. on third down. How, how bad was that? Brutal. That was unbelievable. Like, he can't you can't quit see, those. Did you see the quote? The, the quote where it's just like, you know, he goes, we need to be better in the red zone. I got to figure out why. You're like, I don't know why. A Maybe t- the 26 to 12, Tyler Algier to Bijan Robinson. A tight end sweep. I haven't, seen, sweep. I haven't seen that With Johnny Mike. Smith, by I, the way. Was, like, if, you, if you're going to do a tight end sweep, how about Kyle Pitts, who's actually right. fast? No, 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 you can't use him. Mike Martz is the last guy I saw do that tight end sweep thing, and it didn't work then either. So, no, I mean, I Sean Payton has done some stuff like this. You know, like, you see it every once in a while, but, like, Arthur's, like, well, to team, for teams that have to resort to that, 
They right. should not have to resort to that. No, no, they, no. <laughs> Bijan Robinson, you have, and, the and best Kyle running Pitts. back prospect since at least Saquon again. Barkley. If you wanted to run a tight end, why wouldn't you do it with Kyle Pitts, who is a fat? I mean, I no. get it. Jonathan Smith's a bigger body, and maybe you're thinking like goal. I bet maybe. And and, and Jonathan Smith did have that one. You know, that whatever that was was it sixty, 60 yard? yards, sixty yard reception. Yeah, but, and he's yeah. fast. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean nothing, nothing against again, nothing against Algier, nothing against Janu. Yeah, but we'd like to see the other guys get involved. It just all I've, I've said this many times on the show, Denny, and then we'll then we'll move on. But um, what I've said is is that it, again, it's one of two things. If what you're telling us is that Janu Smith or Tyler Algier gives you a better chance at winning, that you think after all the practices and the film work that you guys have done more than I have, mm-hmm. like they've studied the Falcons more than I have, no questions asked. But if you're telling me after all that film work that you guys think John o. Smith is better than Kyle Pitts, that Tyler Algier gives you a better chance to win than Bijan Robinson, then what that is is that's a massive, massive miscula- miscalculation and F-up yeah. in, the draft in the draft process. Yes. Because you guys used top eight overall picks on Pitts, who was number four overall, and Bijan, who was number eight overall. Like, you know, for a team that doesn't have wall-to-wall talent, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. use it on a tight end and a running back, they need to be elite prospects, and they were considered that coming out of college. So it's I, – I don't know what it is, but it's one of those two things. I do have a great stat, though, for Bajan Robinson drafters. This will, this will make your, your heart warm. Uh, Bajan Robinson leads all running backs in pass routes. There you go. Okay? So what, what, do you, what do you want beyond that? He's not seeing targets. He's not getting catches. But, but he has those routes. Uh, uh, unlike um, – Unlike air yards, can you feed your family you on pass yards? Try to on, do that on pass routes. My dog wouldn't even eat them. E- wow. e- eat the uh, pass routes. So. Yeah. What can you do? Tough scene. Tough scene. Listen, one piece <laughs> of news all, here. All of us that have Bajan are running bad. One piece of news here before we get to break. Kyler Murray officially announced as the starter, the return as the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. I think a big boost across the board here, guys. Not just for Hollywood Brown, but. Denny, maybe even Michael Wilson's return from injury as well. Just an overall gigantic right. boost for an offense that goes from Clayton Toon last week to Kyler yes. Murray this week. I, I would love to see – I can't wait to see if Kyler Murray runs the is way that, we're used to him running. Is that like is that like some sort of like video game graphic over him? I think it's him? Spotify. Oh, is that what that yeah, is? Yes, like, it is. It, it okay. is, yeah. It, it is Call of Duty season it right now. It is Call of Duty. I mean, it just feels weird that they would do something. I agree. It's <laughs> trending. It's like a little too close. Is he, a, is he a Spotify? Is he a podcast? Oh, is it now playing? Now I get playing. It. Now playing. He's oh, I get now that. Playing. Oh, that's well done. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, there you go. You're very clever. You go. I see what you did there. But, yeah, I mean, we very talked about clever. it. I talked about it with Pat Doherty on the Roto World Football Show the other day. I think Kyler can get this offense going. You know, can distribute the ball, can get uh, Marquise Brown the ball, can get James Conner. James, uh, Trey McBride. James to your Connor point about James Conner, by the way, Jonathan Gannon said this is uh, this is from Tyler Drake on Twitter. Uh, Arizona Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon said running back James Conner quote is trending in the right direction mm-hmm. unquote. They're, so they're going to see how he holds up at practice today, but the hope and expectation is that he will make his debut on Sunday as well. But you know, um, not official yet, but heading in the right direction for James Conner. So, so that that in, that offense becomes interesting all it of does. a sudden with Kyler Murray and Conner back. Hollywood Brown, the emergence of Trey McBride. Michael Wilson's had some real nice moments this yeah. year as well. So, um, well, they're going to beat the Falcons. We know. That. I think that yes. I would love that Cardinals money line I, all day. It's all happening. day. Yeah, that was Lawrence's. Go Cardinals. Uh, one of Lawrence's bets for the yeah. week, and he's a Falcons fan. Lawrence Jackson Jackson. <laughs> kind, of, kind, of, wow. kind of makes you think wow. a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. listen, it's Big Ten Saturday night. Michigan State, Ohio State Saturday on NBC and Peacock. Here comes Saturday night. It's the Ohio State University. Only if you went there, which I did not. Presented by Discover, we're going to break. When we're back, 
It's what's I on tap. We're up at the bar. I hate <laughs> Michigan State. Well, With a fiery passion. The 32-point spread suggests that. Good. Go Buckeyes. While no one knows what tomorrow may bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook. With innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today, for generations to come. Because that's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet? Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Let's take a look at Barry's top wide receiver ranks going into the week here, guys. And obviously a very notable name in ride or die, Amon Ross St. Brown on this list. Always highly ranked Amon Ross St. Brown. And earlier in the week, the guys got to talk to Mr. Ride or Die, the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown. So take a listen. We are thrilled, thrilled, I have to say, to welcome in Amon Ross St. Brown, fantasy legend, fantasy superstar. And he's joining us today to remind you to try Old Spice Swagger deodorants and body washes. Old Spice Swagger gives you confidence to perform with 24-7 long-lasting freshness and is available at a store near you. Hey, Monra, uh, your nickname, the Sun God. Uh, I think that's one of the better nicknames going around, but just wanted to get your verdict on it. Are you pro or con on that nickname? Shoot, I like it. I love it, man. Um, you know, nicknames are usually things that other people give you. You're not supposed to really give yourself a nickname. That's kind of weird to me. So when I, I mean, I was never called the Sun God until I got here to Detroit, and they kind of, you know, took that and ran with it. And shoot, I've been rocking whatever since, whatever, you know. Whatever the fans like, I, I, I like too. So uh, they're amazing. The, some of the best fans out. So um, Sun God is, is, is a first when I first got here. But like I said, they've, they've been using it ever since I got here. And they love it, and I love it. Hey, what do your friends call you, just out of curiosity? Do they call you Amon Ra? Do they call you Ra? Amon Ra? What, what, what do your friends refer to you as? Yeah, so here in Detroit, you know, my teammates, they call me Saint. Um, back home, they call me Amon. Um, some people call me Amin Ra. I mean, I got a bunch of, you know, a bunch of different names that they love to call me. Fair enough. I like that. Oh, Saint, though. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I like Saint. I, I think that's pretty cool. I'm curious. So one of the things I, I'm known, so you're known as Saint, you're known as Amon Ra, you're known as the Sun God, you're known as a, uh, a fantasy and NFL legend. But what you may not know this is one of the things I'm known for is I am known every year I come out with what I, my fantasy ride or die. This is the one guy that I'm planting my flag on and saying, this is the guy I believe in more than any other player in the NFL. I am staking my name to this guy. It's had a pretty good track record. Last year was Jalen Hurts. Two years before that, it was Austin Eckler. Guys that have, you know, that are good, but um, that maybe haven't reached national prominence yet. And obviously, uh, those guys have. This year, 
I named Amon Ross St. Brown my fantasy football ride or die. You've made me look very smart, by the way, so congratulations on a great season so far. But I was just curious, has anyone told you that? Has that reached your radar at all? Are you aware of that at all? You know, I get a, I don't play any fantasy, um, but I do. I will say um, a lot of people reach out to me, whether it's, you know, over Instagram, uh, you know, a bunch of DMs that I get. I would say over like 90% of them are regarding fantasy. Um, shoot, when I'm out at the grocery store here in Detroit, out eating, you know, getting dinner, you know, and there's fans that, you know, they want to say what's up to me, you know, tell me to keep going. I'm having an amazing season. And then they always finish it with, and I got you on my fantasy team, man. So keep balling out. Um, so I understand how big fantasy is. It's huge. You know, like I said, I don't play it, but I know a bunch of fans play it, a bunch of people that follow the NFL play it, and it's really become, like, its own business, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool to see um, how, how – it's kind of funny to see how serious some people take it, but like I said, I, I play the game, so I can't – you know, I don't really get caught up too much in the fantasy, but I understand for, for the fantasy players, man, that that's that's their – that's their lineup, man. That, that's something that takes super serious, so I get it. Yeah, no, it is. It, it's a, a, In our little world, we, we take it seriously. By the way, you should not care about it at all. You should focus on helping the Lions win a Super Bowl. But, uh, but I was just curious, do you, it sounds like most of the interactions have been pretty positive. You know, there's, in any walk of life, there's always some jerks, but it sounds like uh, it's pretty positive, when, and you say 90% of your interactions are around fantasy. Have any of your friends or your family members hit you up saying, like, hey, I'm trading for you or give me some inside information? Um, you know, my some of my friends do play fantasy, um, and they've asked me, you know, about how the week's looking, whatever, this, that, and the other. Um, but, you know, no one's none of my close friends or family, you know, my family doesn't play it, but none of my close friends have really – gone too deep into fantasy and questions with me because they understand like you know I'm gonna go out there and play my best at the end of the day I can't really control what happens out there so my close friends understand that and they know um shoot I'm, if I do get the chance to make a play I'm gonna do my best to make it um but like I said each each week is different uh, but no the 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 interaction has been pretty positive um shoot that's a testament to to how well I've been playing how well we've been playing as a team um, but, you know, that one week I did miss was it against the, the Panthers. Um, you know, some people weren't too happy. Um, I'm sorry I let you guys down. I didn't play. I was, I was hurt. I couldn't play. But um, for the most part, it's been pretty positive. Amon Ra, listen, you're one of our favorite players in the NFL. We actually, I don't know if you can see this. I don't know if, the, if we can show you, but we literally have your jersey hanging in our, uh, uh, in our studio right there. There you go. Uh, yeah. I like so. that. If you can, uh, if you can see fourteen see right there, yeah. Hey, so yes, we, we we have you hang, and that's by the way when they when they angle the camera at me, that's the because I normally sit. This is where I normally sit during uh, during the show. So when they angle at me, you see your your uh, your jersey right behind me because again, you're my fantasy football ride or die. So um, there we go. Yeah. So listen, it's been a thrill to uh, watch you play this season. It's, the lines are a lot of fun. We're all big fans here of you and of the Lions. So continued success, my friend, this season. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. What's on Tap is brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. Nothing is as easy to enjoy as a Sunday full of football and a fridge full of beer. But these are the games we're locking in on. And before we get to them, that was the definitive interview with Amon Ra St. Brown. You can watch the full thing on the NFL on NBC YouTube channel. That's right. Right. Just, you know what you ought to do, what we would love you to do? Pop open an ice-cold Bud Light, 
turn on YouTube, watch the entire thing. There you go. Like that, it's also, that's also easy to enjoy. Just, you know, blood you know. with a Bud Light while you're watching me interview the entire Amon Ross St. Brown interview, the definitive Amon Ross St. Brown interview. All other interviews after this of Amon Ross St. Brown are irrelevant because we got to the essence of the man. Denny's first time up at the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Bar for What's on Tap. And yeah, welcome, dude. We, we will start with the Lions at Chargers. The Chargers are favored by three points in this game. The over-under is set at 48.5. That is the highest of the week. Denny, I'll start with you. How do you see the Lions' backfield playing out with the return of David Montgomery? Jameer Gibbs' owners kind of shiver when they hear that. Yes, and, you know, I think that this might be a situation like I referred to earlier in Chicago where Foreman uh, has performed so well in Herbert's absence that he could maintain a role. I think Gibbs has shown what he can do to the extent that he's not going to go back to that. We're not going to go back to that like 70-30 split between him and Montgomery. I think it'll be maybe more like 60-40, maybe even like 55-45. But the thing is, David Montgomery will still see the red zone action, will still see the goal line carries. So Gibbs will have to score on you know longer runs, honestly, uh, to, to, to get there for, for fantasy. They're, still, they're both startable, especially in this game. Uh, but Gibbs obviously takes a major hit with Montgomery coming back. I have Montgomery ranked higher than Gibbs, to your yeah, point. But great. I have him at 16 and 18. So I'm both guys as top 20 guys, and I think you're right. Look, the fact is that Dave Montgomery played over 70% of the snaps in every single game this season, you know, week one, weeks four, four and five, That you know, every full game this season, the games that he didn't leave early uh, due to injury and at least 20 touches in each one of those games. Okay, but Jameer Gibbs, to your point, like you can't put that genie back in the bottle. No. I also think Dan Campbell is kind of an old-school coach. Like, we play our guys. We play our veterans. I want to go into the middle. And, and I think these two quotes are really telling yeah. from Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator. First off, he said, quote, this is Ben Johnson now, looking forward to getting Gibbs and Monty both their fair load of touches. They both have proven worthy of it. Um, and then he added, quote, I think both these guys are within those top 11 players that we have on offense, so there's a strong argument to get both of them out there together more often. So we yeah. like Ben Johnson as an offense coordinator. He is very creative. You can see them now, oh, I've got a new toy to play with a little bit now that sure. Gibbs has proven he can handle a, a, a big workload and you got Monty back healthy. The fact is, is that for our purposes – if you have one of them, you're starting them. I, Detroit is a massively run-heavy offense. Yes. I think that, that that's something that's kind of gotten lost in the season is that they're not balanced, they're not, they're not pass-heavy. They're a team that wants to establish it and establish it as hard and for, for as long as possible. I think Montgomery and Gibbs could see, I don't know, 15 touches against the Chargers. Yeah, I think they both do, but given, right, I agree with you, but like, who's got the better chance of getting into the end zone? It's Dave Montgomery. Our next game, Texans at Bengals. The Bengals are favored by six and a half points. The over-under, uh, just two points shy of Lions Chargers. This is at 46 and a half. Now, Denny, I know you write uh, the funnel report on NBCSports.com, basically looking at, you know, where an offense is funneled through, where sure. it should be through. And, you know, we start this one with, is either Texans running back worth starting when we've seen how pass-happy the Texans' offense are going into a matchup that maybe you're looking at it and saying, they should be pass-happy in this matchup. Yes. Uh, so, Devin Singletary last week with Damian Pierce out. And, by the way, Damian Pierce looks like he's going to be out again this week. Nico Collins, too, by the way. Why well, we've been neither of them the spotted at practice today, Friday. That came in just yes. over the yeah. commercial break. So. And I, I would be shocked if Pierce suited up. So, Singletary will, will again be the RB1 here. He's, he's, he had 15 touches last week. 
you know, you can get, you can't, it's, it's hard to find 15 touches right. on your waiver wire, so. Can you feed your family on those touches? Uh, no, you can't. Oh, you, interesting. You, okay. you get 25 yards. Only Scott Fishbowl. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, so. <laughs> Don't so get me started on Fishbowl. I was actually shocked to see he, uh, Singletary saw that sort of workload. Yeah. That's good, I guess, but he's really still a desperation option. The Bengals are a pass funnel defense. They have been all season. Teams really attack them through the air. I think we could get another 40-plus dropbacks for, for Stroud in this game. Since week six, the Bengals are the seventh best run defense in the NFL, to your point. They are a pass funnel defense, so you need to get there. Again, Nico Collins not uh, spotted at practice today, so I think this is a big Tank Dell game this week. You'll see some Dalton Schultz, maybe some Noah Brown. Does yeah. John Mechie get, you know, maybe, uh, get yeah. in the mix? Do they get bring back Robert Woods? You know, so we'll see there. But uh, Tank Dell and Dalton Schultz, both uh, top plays for me this week. Schultz has a 28% target share since week five. It's worth noting the Bengals' bottom three in the NFL in terms of most yards allowed to opposing tight ends. We saw Dalton Kincaid have a monster game against the Bengals last yeah. week as well. So I think Schultz, who's been a big target for C.J. Stroud, should have another big game, especially if Nico Collins is out and or limited. The Bengals, real quick on that note, have struggled against the slot. And so you have Schultz and you have Noah Brown primarily playing the slot for Houston. Yeah. So Noah Brown, an interesting punt play this week. Our final game here, the Niners, they're three-point favorites at Jacksonville. The over-under is set at 45. And, Matthew, let's get into really the nuts and bolts of this one. Is In Debo Samuel's return, does he instantly go back to must-start status? I'm at wide receiver 13. That so tells yeah, you so by far, Unless yes. you have all 12 of my guys, yeah, probably you're putting them right back in there. Like, all three games that he's run at least 20 routes a season, which is, you know, his healthiest games, 25% target share. Jacksonville, since week five, giving up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. The only issue with Debo being back is that doesn't help Ayuk or George Kittle, specifically to George Kittle. Like, without Debo this season, he's got a he's got 5% higher target share. He averages over a point and a half fantasy points per game, 11-3 to 12-7 um, with Debo versus without. And then Brandon Ayuk, without Debo this season, weirdly, He's actually been better. Without Debo this season, he's averaging uh, 12 points a game. With Debo, 17.7. Mm. So, weirdly, wow. Debo takes it, uh, attention away. So, yeah. yes. you're still starting Ayuk, who's my wide receiver six this week. You're obviously still starting Kittle because it's Kittle and it's tight end. Oh, but I do though. think no Debo, uh, having Debo back hurts the upside of Kittle. Absolutely. Yeah, Kittle, I mean, you're, it's a boom-bust situation. You're hoping for a touchdown. Yeah, which, unfortunately, with a lot of tight ends, that's where we've got. Yes. So. Aren't we all? All right, that'll do it for What's on Tap, presented by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. We're going to one more break. When we're back, it's last call. Denny enters the pickup lines arena. We got pickup lines for Matthew. I'm scared. Yeah. Buckle up, Denny. Drink up. <laughs> yeah, drink up's better <laughs> than buckle up. You need to count two Bud Lights in the commercial break. I'll do it. Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet? Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. 
Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code Barry when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. It's time for some pickup lines going into the weekend. Denny, what's the best you got from Mr. Barry over here? I have maybe the best slam dunk of the entire season here. And All right. I, I'm, I'm so confident in this. It's, it's you want me ridiculous. coming home with you? I do, and I understand here's, here's, that. Listen, you're away from your family. You're in a you're in a hotel room in Stanford, Connecticut. You're lonely. Yeah. I get it. And you know, just have a couple need beers. Companionship. So I'm ready to go. Evan Ingram. Okay. Uh, his uh, his reception total is set at five and a half. All right. I'm going over. I'm going way over. I'd be, way I'd, over. I'd be comfortable with six and a half. Over. Wow. Six okay. Half, okay. Right. The Jaguars target the receiver position at the league's tenth lowest rate. It's a very weird situation there. Um, Engram has become the leading target getter in this Jacksonville offense over the past month. He has at least seven targets in seven of his eight games this season. Uh, two weeks ago, we saw this 49ers defense uh, allow 15 combined targets to the Vikings. Uh, tight ends overall average almost nine targets per game against uh, the 49ers. Lots of middle-of-the-field stuff for mm-hmm. them. Uh, Engram, he might not do much with it. But I'm telling you, he's catching seven or eight, seven or eight passes this week. And the line's only five and a half perceptions. Yeah. So. And it's plus money, plus 124. Yes, Denny came in with a, with a bold with plus, plus money, money line. Or, or, yes. So I followed up. This is my most bold pickup line of the entire season. Wow. It probably won't wow. get bolder than this. Tony Pollard, anytime touchdown. Two Ooh. anytime touchdowns. Wow. Plus 320. Tony Pollard needs a get-right game more than anyone. You're the right. Giants are lifeless. Dallas, they are not going to take their foot off the gas in this game. Dallas is going to have time of possession by about 80%, I think, in this one. Tony Pollard, two touchdowns, plus 320. Yes, it's a long-shot bet, but if you're looking for a double touchdown score going into the weekend, I love Tony Pollard to finally have that big week he's been missing for about two months. So the, I was just looking this up to make sure I had this stat right. Um, I like both bets quite a bit. Um, the Giants have allowed the third-most rushing touchdowns to running backs this year in the NFL. Like, they give up a ton of RB scores. Yeah. So it's swinging for the fences. Um, five and a half strikes me as a lot. I know that it's a pass funnel defense, especially it for is. tight ends. Um, uh, but they're also off the bye, and maybe they address that. I mean, two touchdowns. Tony Pollard definitely scores this week. And it's, yes. He's, I mean, he's on, but <laughs> did he get a two touchdowns? And the odds are what? Plus, Plus 320. He's minus 160 for I'm one doing touchdown. That one. I'm doing that one. I'm doing plus 320, Man, two touchdowns. On. I do because I could see it coming in bunches because he's getting a lot of red zone work. Yeah. He hasn't converted. Positive touchdown regression. Maybe someone to consider for your article there. Danny, I should, I, he was in, he's been in it every week. I know. I, yeah, I know. I yeah, that's a problem. But I, like, I actually do like both bets. And I will say that pickup lines as a segment – We've been crushing it's, all it's year our, long. It's our and best we, segment. If you by, actually like making money, it's right, our best segment. Right. And, I mean, and by we, I really mean like you guys, because I just sit here and, like, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter what I pick. Cause all but you always pick up, right. I do always pick right. They're but usually they, not wrong. They're usually not wrong. There's no wrong answer because they all cash. I think both of them cash. Um, hey, do me a favor. Stick around till Sunday, fantasy football pregame. I'll be there. All right. Excellent. 11 a.m. Eastern on NFL on NBC YouTube channel and Peacock. We'll see you then. Use hashtag FF pregame to get your question in. It's closing time, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. For Denny Carter, for Connor Rogers, for myself, and the champion Blue uh, Blue Navy Seals. Peace out. <laughs>
while no one knows what tomorrow may bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook. With innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today, for generations to come. Because that's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet? Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard.